Resporting. I'm Jen Saderhelm, Eddie Williams, Brent Forder with me as well. We'll talk some NRL, some AFL. We'll check in with Nathan Letts later and talk cricket as well. As part of this program, we are going to shake things up in the sporting world and re evaluate some sports with our own special twists. I hope both you boys are prepared on this. Always. Absolutely. <laughs> it might just come from the top of the head, but all the ideas are there. Okay. Let's talk NRL first. What's happened this week? Nathan Cleary's been banned for two matches for fibbing and well, then fibbing we, again. Yeah, well, we thought that was going to happen because, mm. I mean, when the story first broke, there was one story that came out and that sort of got a little bit more murkier as it sort of went on and... Yeah, it sort of got the feeling that, I mean, he hadn't been telling the absolute truth in, in what was happening. So, you know, two matches compared to what the other players got in the fact that perhaps maybe their situations were a little bit worse. I think it's unfair on Nathan, but he broke the rules. But I think if he gets two matches, then Latrell and Ado Carr and the like have to wear the same sort of penalty. Yeah, well, he's also been given a suspended $30,000 fine, which I don't know exactly what that means. Tyrone May has also got a suspended $15,000 fine. Uh, anyway. It's just murky. It's really it's really messy, and we've seen in some situations where players over in the AFL in, in Perth were having a, a house party or whatever, but it was prior to restrictions being eased that night or the night after. And so... I mean, yeah, it's just, just feel really weird talking about it because I know that everyone should be doing the right thing, but I know of people in my life that haven't been doing the right thing and they put it on social media and they haven't been fined. I guess this is a different set of circumstances with Mm. it being an NRL player. But a lot of people would be looking down on these players going, oh, they're not doing the right thing. Did anyone go to the shopping centre on the weekend and just see the amount of people that Mm. were out and about? As soon as it said that, oh, the restrictions have sort of eased a little bit, people were going crazy. So I could imagine what was happening during lockdown as well. Also, gosh, I can't even think of who it was. Blake Ferguson? Maybe it was Blake Ferguson who's got a sore throat apparently and he's had to be tested for COVID. And he's come back with a negative test, but just in case he has to be isolated for two days. And this is just going to be par for the course. Anyone who has any brief cough or something like that is going to have to be tested. And Well, yeah, I think this was the argument around the flu shot, having players get the, the flu shot so there was less likely that they were going to show symptoms. And, of course, after we recorded last week, there was all the news about what was happening around flu shots but I think that was the reason why the NRL wanted them to have it was so that you don't have a a Blake Ferguson scenario where you've got a player who has to then sit out just in case Mm. they they showed you know a negative and then potentially develop it. Mm. Yeah it's really difficult in fact I'm kind of at that point now where I just don't care and just want to see the season actually start and they get themselves organized but the other thing I had a look at today Chad Townsend from the Sharks has dislocated his thumb which is like of all the things when you're going to get back into it this is unfortunately one of those injuries that's going to happen no matter how fit or not fit you are. I mean it's quite funny Eddie and I and a couple of friends took advantage of the the 10 people that are allowed outside to go have a kick to kick we followed seven of us yeah we very spread out followed the rules that Chief Minister Andrew Barr put out. We did not kiss the footy. We only kicked and the footy. one of our friends dislocated his finger. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Ten minutes Ten in, minutes. and he was looking the best he's ever looked on a football field. <laughs> he was unbelievable. 
and he dislocated. So maybe, maybe it is a thing. Maybe because you haven't been... This was a point that was raised by skills coaches is that you need to maintain your touch throughout. So everyone's getting in the gym, everyone's going and doing workouts, they're running, but no one's actually getting a football and throwing it against the wall. So you're getting used to the, the touch and the reflex and these injuries happen. Why aren't they? I mean, am I the only person that constantly throws a stress ball around their bedroom? Is it just me? I don't think do, it's do other people not kick balls around their house? Well, I'd like to know the answer to that. I must say I haven't, but that is just because I gave my child well, if you have a balloon in the house, Jen? Do you mm. kick that around? Oh, 100%. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we'd play with balls all the time. I've been really <laughs> trying not to go down that angle. I could feel that this was brewing to that point. But I do normally have a stress ball, but someone else in the family has appropriated it. And I do like the stress balls. Maybe that's Are what you I'm... allowed to share... Stress balls. balls at this, at yeah. this point in time. <laughs> so long as you don't kiss them. Hey, it's family. It's family. You can share balls. Yeah. yeah. Right. I'm digressing. And anyway, so that led me to having a look at the NRL casualty ward. Have you had a look at the list? Well, I couldn't imagine there was any casualties. Well, that's what I would have thought. But every single team has five, let's say, people on their casualty list. And I was looking through it thinking, what? where did this come from? And... A lot of them are not due back until oh, a couple of rounds in from here. But anyway, it's worth having a squizier because I had no idea so many players were out injured on the NRL site. And while you're having a look at that, I'll just also mention on the NRL site as well, James Roberts has checked himself in for some mental health support. And there is the most beautifully written article by Jake Duke about James Roberts. And if you're on the NRL site, it's worth having a look at because I was really moved by the relevance and the support and the thoughtfulness of this particular article from a fellow rugby league player who is James's mate as to where we all sit on this isolation situation and how hard it's been on rugby league players who are used to being out there and being very physically active and then cooped up and it's hard. Yeah, and I I completely agree. There was, a I think, a, an opposite article written by Ben Eichen, which I've completely shocked, and it's receiving the criticism, rightly so, basically along the lines of saying that if you can't handle the pressures of NRL football or the mental rigours of NRL football, well, there's always park footy that you can go and play. And I think in this sort of situation, you've hit the nail on the head perfectly there by saying that these players are, are cooped up and we're seeing crazy situations with what they're doing and because the pressure on them is is, is so much greater than the average person. And I, I know some of the situations you can't, I suppose, make an excuse for, but they are under immense pressure and mm. when they come back there's going to be even more immense pressure because the season is shortened, so you need to, to win more often. So I think some of the games might be a little bit more scrappy. Just looking at this casualty ward, though, are the Broncos going to have a team? No, I know. <laughs> I wasn't kidding, was I? Look at that list. So this is the Broncos casualty ward. So Corey Oates, ribs, round three. Alex Glenn, a hamstring, round three. So they might get them. Mac Brady Croft, AC joint, round three. Matt Lodge, knee, round three, four. David Fafita, knee, mid-June. Tavita Pangai, junior, suspension, round six. And because they haven't played, that's still going to be the case. Yep. Jordan Kahu, shoulder, mid-season. Sean O'Sullivan, knee, mid-season. Kenan Palasai, late season and Jack Bird ACL season. See what I mean? This has probably been a blessing for them because if they had have had games been going on, they wouldn't have had anyone. And this is the Raiders. I, I didn't realise Saliva Havili 
was still injured. I knew John Bateman was injured, but Hudson Young uh, still suspended until round six, of course, the eye gouge. And Sebastian Chris extended sick leave. So mm. that's, but isn't that's an that fascinating. One. I, I just looked at that list and I expected to sort of see pretty much, you know, maybe half the teams with one player. I wasn't expecting to see all the teams and most of the teams with five players, at least. Whoa. Yeah, and I think you look at perhaps this has been a blessing for someone like Kieran Foran, who's been injured mm. for so long. They're looking at, you know, a shoulder for him to return for the Bulldogs in round three or four. He was terrific towards the end of last season, so that mm. might be a massive positive for them. The Sharks, geez, they've got a, a lot of injuries. Wade yeah. Graham, Josh Dugan, Chad Townsend, of course, with the <laughs> dislocation. <laughs> yep. Matt Moylan as well. There's wow. round threes there. Or maybe this gets this will be updated as they're sort of closer, but it makes me think that there was a lot of players that were going to be missing. So maybe this is a blessing that the season has been put on hold. On the other side of things, I do think going back to conversations we've had, it's going to be we're going to see a lot of players we've never heard of start to shine in this game because players are going to drop because of one reason or another. Mm. So it'll make for a very interesting season anyway. we got more NRL, but I just want to also talk about the rugby union for a minute here because this caught my attention So it's come to light that the, uh, I mean, the rugby union is in so much trouble financially at the moment. They had paid a third party or third parties, it's not just one, more than a million dollars to work with them to get TV rights, right? So basically consultants to negotiate the deal. Was that Channel 10? Well, well, who who are these third parties? So there's $1 million gone, more than that. And then they were offered by Fox the same amount of money for broadcast rights as what they'd had the previous years. It was about twenty million or something, which wasn't it? You would be singing about. Like I, I just and then anyway, they've turned that down. Yeah, that's right. To put it onto the open market to apparently go to Optus, who had no interest. They were never in, interested in the rugby union. So now they've got nothing. And, I mean, all of that is just a train wreck in terms of negotiation deals, whereas at least with the NRL situation and the AFL situation, it does seem to be working out okay for them because of ongoing benefits. But I can't see anyone touching the rugby union now with a barge pole. No, it's the wrong time. And I guess, you know, deals expire whenever they expire. But at the moment, rugby union in Australia is almost at rock bottom. Crowds are low. Viewership is low. I think just general awareness and interest in rugby is not as it was. In terms of some grassroots country competitions, rugby is still strong in in parts of New South Wales and Queensland in terms of playing and in the ACT as well. But even the Brumbies have had very poor crowds over the past couple of seasons. They don't have a very good product to sell, so they don't have much bargaining power. They've had so many controversies, Israel Folau, Raylene Castle, there's a long list. They don't have much to sell, so they can't expect to get much in return. And even if you're just on Fox as a sport in Australia, I, I don't think it's enough. You're yeah. out of mind, out of sight. You look at the A-League, they would love to be, you know, properly on, on you know, one of the Channel 10, Channel 9, Channel 7 main yeah, channels. Yeah, they get a couple of games on SBS and you sort of feel like that's a little bit of exposure. But I argue that point sometimes maybe Fox is enough because you had the EPL on the English Premier League, of course, on Fox and the massive backlash of customers who walked away from Fox when Optus bought the rights from that. Rugby Union, is it, I mean, it's a really strange one. You think $20 million of we take that. Mm. Of course we take that. We've got nothing. Who's going to come to the, the market? They're probably hoping that someone like a Channel 10 or, or someone like that may have brought the rights. But, 
yeah, now they're in a situation where I think one of the figures that was thrown up was something like four and a half million dollars. So mm-hmm. you fifteen and a half million is gone. You've then got to pay the one million to this other firm who's trying to help you get the rights. It's just an ugly situation. You paid however much you did to Israel for now. You've paid Raylene Castle out her money as well. Then you've got to bring in a new CEO. It's just in a time where you should be trying to save your pennies as, as much as possible, the rugby union's been forced to, to spend without much benefit. Well, I always wondered what the world would look like without a sport in it. Like, you can't imagine having no rugby league, for instance, or AFL. Ed, and I feel like this is it for rugby union. This is, I mean, they'll still be played in schools, and, but the whole professional side of things, I think, had its day. It'd be interesting. So we're expecting an Australian-only competition and probably the New Zealanders run their own competition this season. And Dan McCalla, the Brumbies coach, is pushing for that to include a final series. Looks like it'll include the Western Force being brought back in. I think part of the problem with the Super Rugby is that the Australian teams, the Waratahs, the Brumbies, the Reds, the, the Rebels, they're playing these other teams that no one knows anything about. They've got strange names. They're called, you know, the Lions. You don't know where they're from. You don't know who they are. You don't know what colour they wear. You don't know anything about them. Mm. Uh, it's not the same as going to see the West Tigers play the Roosters or see Carlton play Collingwood. There's no traditional rivalry between the Brumbies and the Sunwolves. So the product is wrong and it's too confusing to follow with conferences and different countries and time zones and... and is it too complicated? But mm. it's strange because, uh, I mean, when it was the Super 12 and the Brumbies were going really well and you look at the crowds and I think of when the Brumbies beat the Crusaders here at, at Camera Stadium and you look at the, the crowd there and I think, well, that was only, you know, a decade and a, a bit ago. So what has gone wrong during this period of time? I think Sansa, the actual governing body, does nothing to promote the game in a positive way. They sort of sometimes shoot themselves in the back. The rules can be confusing. Mm, you have the referees from three different countries who interpret the game differently. So you have, you know, you might watch a New Zealand game at 5.30 on a Friday when it's 7.30 over there and it's free-flowing and then you watch an Australian conference game and it's, you know, it's okay. And and the South you, Africans just kick yeah, the ball then, back and forth between yeah, themselves. And, yeah. the, and then if you stay up till 3 a.m. or I mean, People or, think Aussie rules is aerial ping pong. Watch a yeah, South African conference game. Or blog games like I used to. But there is a, there's a diehard support of... And I, I remember when I was first starting out in sport and writing for The Raw, and it was sort of, you know, you get paid per blog and... So I used to cover rugby union because there was this core base of fans that wanted rugby union. Perhaps That's where maybe, they've spent all their money. Yeah, perhaps <laughs> blog. Perhaps maybe the best thing going forward for rugby union is to actually have this Australian competition yeah. and, and and get it working. I mean, we're seeing Europe, uh, England rugby has never been, or yeah. European rugby has never really been. Even if it was Trans Tasman in our Trans Tasman bubble, but you need the Brumbies, the Waratahs, yeah. the Reds. And the Rebels, I yeah, guess, playing South each Africa, other more often. South Africa can go play in England's time zone. <laughs> it's, it probably works better. Maybe. Yeah. Probably works far better. Uh, one further question before we move on to AFL. The one ref, you okay with that, Brent? I think that it'll probably lead to greater wrestling in the... See, I thought about it at the time. I was like, yep, this is good because, you know, you don't have the confusion of the grand final where six to go or no, I oh, changed my God. mind. Yeah. Um, so you don't have that. You have the one referee who can just make up his mind and, and go with it. He's not getting a call from a pocket referee. But in sometimes, you, 
I think the rest will come back is my short answer. Okay, I'm for it. And when we get to a little bit later on our suggestions for how we can improve certain games, I have a contribution towards that that ties in as well. AFL, Ed, what's happening? Well, we've had this week the Victorian government come out and announce its uh, initial phase-out, its initial easing of restrictions. That's given the AFL some clarity, and so by the end of this week we should have training dates and playing dates for the AFL. Potentially we could see full training, full squad, full contact training as soon as next week. Oh, wow. And maybe by the end of this week we have part of the fixture, the first few weeks of the AFL's uh, new season, whenever that might start, probably next month. As part of all this, with the potential move to full training next week, every single player and every single staff member at every single AFL club has to be tested for coronavirus by the end of this week. There's been a big blitz. Uh, A lot of the clubs on Wednesday having tests done at the club. Touch wood, everyone comes back negative. But that is a requirement ahead of potentially full training next week. As we touched on last week, it looks like the WA teams are going to have to come east to play their games because of the strict border rules uh, that Western Australia has. That's right. He says no at the moment. The talk is West Coast basing itself on the Gold Coast, so from coast to coast, and potentially Fremantle to base themselves in Queensland as well. So I guess that means when they're playing the Victorian teams, at least the Victorian teams still have to travel to play them rather Mm. than them playing them on their own home turf. Clearly, it's not ideal for the WA teams. And then the South Australian teams, we've had Adelaide sanctioned because of the players training on the golf course in the Barossa Valley. I love this story. <laughs> this is what I... See, I didn't... I, I saw this story and I didn't click on it. So fill me in and, into what actually happened. Were they playing golf or were they kicking no, footballs? No, they were on, kicking football. Well, they should be fine. What are you doing playing football on a golf course? <laughs> that should be fine by the golf course. What if they're on the yeah. green, you know? Um, exactly. So this was some of the players that had been interstate. So they're Adelaide players, but they're not from Adelaide and they'd spent some time at home with mum and dad or whatever in Victoria or wherever it may have been. And they've come back and as part of the South Australian rules, they've had to go to, into two weeks of quarantine. So they've been doing that at a golf course in the Barossa Valley. What a lovely place to do it. Problem was a bunch of them with assistant coach Ben Hart Uh, trained together, group of eight, trained together on the golf course while they were in isolation. So the assistant coach, Ben Hart, he's been suspended for six weeks. He's got to keep away from the club. The players have all been given what they're called suspended sentences, if you like. So they've all been given suspended one-game bans, so they're not actually banned. If they were to kick the footy on the golf course again, then they would actually be banned, but surely they're not going to do that now so they've they're staying at the golf club or have been staying there till that 14 day isolation ends and there was all wild speculation that they were going to lose draft picks and cop a massive fine i think that would have been way over the top yeah fairly sensible response here from the afl they shouldn't have been doing it but so what's nothing very funny story though but what's the actual penalty was it that they broke rules by being together when they should have been in quarantine? No, well, the AFL had said that no one was able to train in in these groups. You can train on your own, go for a jog on your own, do some weights, you know, or with a mate, but no groups. How did this news leak? Well, it's got to be someone at the golf course, I guess, Jen. Maybe maybe someone was teeing off and they, the ball hit a, one of the Adelaide crows. It was a Port Adelaide fan. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But, so, hang on. So, they're not allowed to train in groups. So, well, I mean, and that was, was why, maximum? so remember in WA, they changed their restrictions so yeah. the players would have been able but to change, the but maximum? the AFL said no, no group training because so in the other states you can't. So you were allowed to train in pairs? Yeah. Because I saw Lewis Jetta and Nick Natanui on <gasps> yeah. TikTok right. or something. We better take this off right now, you might have just dobbed them in. <laughs> they were dancing 
at the end of their gym session. Yeah, I think they're fine to train course? in pairs. No. <laughs> but Nick now knew his house was bigger than a golf course, so yeah. it might as well be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's extraordinarily funny, that story. I really quite like Isn't that. Isn't it strange, though? It's like we want you to be ready for the season to return, but... Well, the, and the issue is around fairness. So in Victoria and potentially New South Wales and Queensland, the, the law prevented groups of people from training. Therefore, the AFL said, well, oh. if those clubs aren't allowed to do it, we're not letting have the a chat to your Adelaide Premier. or the Perth clubs Have play. a chat to your Premier. Have a chat to Steve Marshall. So I, I don't think what they did broke South Australian law. Well, they broke the AFL's rule, which said no one should be training in a group at the moment. What so I that, just think is there's new and interesting ways to get in trouble. The AFL doing what it's yes. always done and it's moved It's pretty low-level misbehaviour, isn't yeah, it? it? Kicking is. a footy on a golf well, course. Well, especially if they weren't. You often see people hitting a golf ball on footy ovals. See, now, I I'm, know. now I'm sort of upset for them because I'm, I'm sort of like, well, if they weren't breaking the laws of And that's the right, they've only been given a suspended I'd assume ban. that South Australia had the same ironclad laws and, as WA. And that's yeah, but, well, well, they've both got similar border protections and you know, starting to see similar levels of freedom, so mm. it's not against the law, but the AFL had said, for fairness, we're not letting any of the clubs train in these large groups. Until we tell you, they're probably going to tell us by the end of this week and hopefully Shame. we start going back to normal by next week. Mm, it's in the rough though. <laughs> on that note, we should probably move on and talk some cricket. We'll be back in just a jiffy with Resporting and have a chat with Let's Resporting, Nathan Let's joins us now with all that's happening in cricket. Hey, Let's how are you? Good, thanks. How are you, you guys? Really good. So, update us. What's going on? India's coming, aren't they? <laughs> well, yeah. India's, the BCCI treasurer has said that India are in. It doesn't matter what they have to do. They'll do anything to really come to Australia. Because remember, obviously, Cricket Australia and the BCCI make a bunch of money out of the Test Series. So, they're happy to quarantine. I'm sure the players are as well. But... To be honest, it's too early to tell, obviously, if it's going to go ahead. But he also commented, which was interesting, on the possibility of a five-test series instead of playing the one test against Afghanistan this summer. Well, we're okay so, with that we, because we're hoping that the fifth test will be here. What about Afghanistan? Well, I'd rather I have... I want to see Rashid Khan. <laughs> that would be awesome. The 35-year-old, 21-year-old. <laughs> yes, <laughs> There was a, there was he, a, he's the only aeroplane allowed to arrive in Australia. <laughs> there was a <laughs> boom, boom. There was there was a part of this. Let's see when this story broke that I I had a giggle and I was I was sort of working last week during the Arvo and uh, there was a grab that I received in the newsroom for me in Healy and he was talking about oh these Indian players they could stick around and they could play in the big bash and the way that Ian had described it to the host on the radio show was that India could have its own team in the big bash and I was thinking well this team's just going to flog anyone but <laughs> so it had to be worked out later that what Ian Healy actually meant was that Indian players could be in different franchises across the Big Bash, not having their own team. And you could do the same thing with New Zealand. So you could have, mm. you know, Kane Williams could come across and play for the Strikers or yeah. or the like. I, I thought it was a, a good idea once it was explained properly, but I don't know whether if Cricket Australia has any money to pay them. But the other problem is that the 
BCCI, the Indian Cricket Board, has been very opposed in the past for of its players playing in other countries' leagues, hasn't it, Letsu? Well, we've never had. I, can't, I was trying to think of any Indian no, players. No, they're not allowed. No, okay. No. It'll be interesting, though, given there are rumours going around in like Indian media that the BCCI kind of want their World Cup to be shifted to allow a gap for the IPL to happen. So I don't, I don't know if they're, they're going to necessarily push for that, but even the treasurer of the BCCI, he also said that he doesn't think it's necessarily going to go ahead the World Cup, which is... Which is interesting if uh, that that gets moved, and but, but surely, surely the whole world isn't going to be opened up like for the IPL in October. International travel is not really going to be open, so you're still not going to get the quality of players if the IPL was held then that you would without coronavirus. Yeah, it's. I'm not sure at this stage. I'm still hopeful that it's going to happen. But my other thought is, if they moved the IPL back later, and if it was played right at the end of the year and it clashed with the BBL, that mm. would be a really interesting development because then all the Aussie players who would be in the BBL surely are going to go to the IPL because there's more money. Well, yeah, you would, wouldn't you? Especially if you're like someone like Pat Cummins or someone like that. Like mm. you're not sticking around straight. But what does that do with international schedules if? If it's at the end of the year, like, but, and that clashes with well, no, international matches. Clearly. Yeah. But I mean, maybe with all <laughs> the... <laughs> As you say, with the travel restrictions, maybe maybe all the country's leagues will more or less be Australian players in the BBL and some Kiwis. Maybe the IPL has Indian, Pakistani, Sri Lankan and Afghan players in it and, and we just don't see the same level of players travelling the world to play. Oh, look, I'm not going to watch the BBL if we don't get Rashid. (laughs) (laughs) Bring back Rashid. Hey, but on exciting news, after we discussed it the other day, it does look like there's a possibility that we are going to get Australia versus Australia A. Well, (laughs) it's been discussed like everything around uh, these times with no sport on the TV, really. Lisa Stalaker, former Aussie player, she's discussed the possibility of bringing it back as the series it would be interesting if the series did come back even if it was like a if they had like some sort of tri series with Australia and Australia A against New Zealand or something like that who knows Australia A could get the victory at least at least one or two of their matches there'd have surely. to be a decent New Zealand A too for what that about, matter what if you had mm. like mixed cricket oh now oh. that would be good of all sports it, 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 would it certainly work. works yeah you know, you could have Elise Perry bowling rockets at Kane Williamson. Well, particularly spin bowling, like mm. it's not a it's not a gendered thing. No, no, no. Still, there's catching. Still rolling no, that's the arm right. over at eighty k's an hour. I'd love to see that. Yeah. I, and we yeah. say that sometimes in All Stars games, like there was that bushfire fundraiser where Elise mm. Villani played and Phoebe Litchfield played. Yeah. Uh, Mel Jones did the umpiring. So yeah, definitely. But I think the tri series, Australia, Australia and New Zealand, is actually. I think it's a pretty sensible idea. Usman Kawaja gets his revenge. Yes, and yes. Scores <laughs> and Brad Hodge makes a couple. What about a test match series? If India doesn't make it, what if they had Australia A versus Australia in like a five-match series? Oh, I would love that. But seriously, it should be a quad series because if we have an Australia A, New Zealand brings over their New Zealand A, which is formidable too, bring back Daniel Vittori. <laughs> <laughs> Harry Potter. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh, so many great ideas. And maybe it's an opportunity for the domestic cricket to really come back into the spotlight. The days of everyone sitting on the weekend watching the, the ING Cup and watching to see who was going to hit the sign and whether someone had take the catch in the crowd. Maybe there's a bit more attention goes back on to state cricket this someone, season. Someone put something up. It may have been one of these sporting websites put something up and it was the glory days. So I've just found it. It's the glory days of Shield Batsmen. So these were, I think, shield batsmen, or this is what their averages were. You're going to talk about Steve, aren't you? I'm getting excited. No, he's nah. not oh, in there. So, it's, so not in the glory day. This no. was, I think, oh. this is, I think, the Australian team, and it was the form that they had in the shield heading into them being selected. So four matches, M. Elliott. So four mm. matches, 595 runs at 99.16. Uh, Blew it. Four matches, 483 runs at 80 average. Darren Lehman won one match at 171 runs for that's his average. Stewie Law, four matches, 405 runs, 67 is average. Uh, Richards, four matches, 546, 78 the average. Simon Kadich, four matches, 405 runs, 81 run average. Jay Cox, three matches, 327 runs, 65 was his average. And Adam Gilchrist, three matches, 291 runs for 72. So you Mm. look at that and you think, well, we're picking Shield players now who are averaging 50. Or less. Or less. Much less. That is... The depth isn't there anymore. You don't have players like Cox and Law that missed out on playing for their country. Remember we talked about Moses Henriques being the Shield top scorer and he can't get into the team because he's too old or whatever it is that's... Ridiculous. You never... (laughs) Mike Hussey was 100 when he entered. Well, the Chris territory. Rogers and Adam Voges, they were pretty old. But wouldn't yeah. it be great, let's see, this season, if we saw Steve Smith, Dave Warner all playing full seasons at New South Wales. The speed with, Blitz Blues. Yeah, Kawaja and Labashane and Burns up the top for Queensland. Full strength shield sides, full strength whatever they call the one-day competition now, and full-strength BBL Marsh teams. Cup. Marsh Cup. Mm. Yeah. Marsh. Bring back the ING Cup or the Mercantile Mutual, I reckon. <laughs> the Benson and Hedges, maybe not. No. <laughs> <laughs> not getting away with that anymore. Nope. No, not getting away with that anymore. Anyway, moving overseas now, we're talking uh, crowd noises because apparently some of the uh, UK players are really upset at not having the ambience. Yeah, it's a bit interesting. Joffre Archer, obviously quick over in the UK, he's come out and he's said that crowd noises is a good idea. Like he said, you don't realise what you've got until it's gone. So he kind of wants a bit of atmosphere, a bit of music, a bit of crowd noise, something, yeah, to just create the atmosphere like there's actual people at the game. Yeah, like what happens with that? Like who controls the crowd noise and does does it differ with ground? Yeah, the home team. But hasn't he seen Shield cricket? Cricketers play with no crowds a lot. Yeah. Just have like the like army record their greatest hits or have like the 12 <laughs> well, men. Come on, Ozzy, come my on. my next yeah. question, yeah. Yeah, I've never thought about playing football in front of a crowd until like when you play locally and then you might make the finals. So a couple of hundred people come and you're like, wow, this is, this is actually hard. I don't enjoy this. Can we go back to no crowds? Mm. And then there's mm. the moment where Archer drops that critical catch and all the crowd boos him. I don't think he's going to be too happy to have that yeah. recorded for him for ambience. Maybe <laughs> recorded boos for when Dave Warner comes onto the field. That's yeah. right. That's right. <laughs> Pulls out the sandpaper boo. I would have thought of all things, like what Brent said, that cricketers would have been the most used to playing for less crowds. It doesn't matter. Mm. They would have had the experience coming through shield cricket and whatever and knowing what it's like to play for minimal people in the Even crowd. Even test cricket in the UAE, you know, you're often yeah, playing dead. large large parts of the game with no one there. That up. 
Maybe he's just saying that he needs more noise in his life. Maybe Archer's playing the wrong sport. But it is interesting, though, because, like, when you watch, like, the NRL and the AFL earlier on in the year, it is weird with no crowd. Like, it is just literally dead. There's literally no atmosphere in the stadium, even when you're watching on TV. I don't know what this crowd noise is because it sort of might make you giggle because you'd think someone's actually recorded that <laughs> and, and thought that that's genuinely going to work. So, you know, I'd, it's, it's a like canned one. laughter. Imagine having canned laughter in the background as they're playing as yeah, well. Yeah, drop a catch and it's like, oh, it's sort of like in the in basketball stadiums in the NBA, like you miss a, th- a free throw and you get the wow, 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 wow. You could have something like that. They do like that with wides sometimes in the BBL. Yeah, like you hit a six and it's like a jet has gone over. Like, Well, like you can keep the sounds that they already use. They already do a lot of those things, mm. especially yeah. in T20 cricket, but fake crowd noise, I don't think so. No, I don't think so Is there either. any news on the Caribbean T20 and whether that's going to go ahead this year? It's one of my favourite leagues. <laughs> yeah, just one of your favourite T20 leagues. Just putting you on the spot there, Lexi. Do you happen to know if the Caribbean's going ahead? I don't know if it's been decided as of yet, but I'd say probably not. Just going to keep. And there's so much more international travel because you know the Caribbean yeah. is made up of many you know, countries. Rihanna could perform at halftime. Yeah. Oh awesome. my gosh, she's looking How fabulous. Good. On that note, while we're talking about the attractive cra- women. <laughs> But going to the uh, the ways we can shake up the game, let's move into this because I, when you were talking about the sounds that come out when people hit sixes, one of the suggestions I've had going forward with cricket, if I was going to shake up the game, is that I'd like in the like 50 over, 20 over, or if we had the T10s, that if you hit a six 90 metres, you actually get a seven. If you hit it 95 metres, you get an eight. If you hit it 100 metres, you get a nine. And if you hit it over 105 metres, you get a 10. <laughs> I don't mind okay. it. The bowler in me hates it. But <laughs> how, though? How do you measure it? Well, you know how well, when they do it on TV. Yeah, when they, they do it in the BBL. No, but how do they do that? They, how is effective it? is that? Like, how accurate? Yeah, I just feel oh, like they're About estimating. as accurate as Hawkeye, I reckon. <laughs> well, I think it'd be a cool concept. And imagine the thought of getting a 10, like the added image. Well, you could have a line in the stadium, couldn't you? You could have a big red line around yeah. whatever section of the crowd is considered to be a 10. Figures, do your bowling figures still reflect that? Yeah. Yes, so, they would. You'd get extra punishment. Ooh. See, it's a See this is brutal. my pie in the sky See, stuff, this is what like happened it. in NRO when they were like, it's three points for something and then... They changed it to four, and it's like, oh, that Jen Sater Health CEO <laughs> changing the game. Well, I have to put it. I like that idea for cricket. My idea for cricket's a little bit strange, and everyone's going to laugh. So basically, you just have so you have a home ground advantage. Mm-hmm. So the pitch is basically just doctored to whatever they like. So this is the this is the kicker. So it's not mm-hmm. a traditional pitch. You can have whatever surface you want. So it can be concrete. It can be, you know. <laughs> concrete. And oh. you also get to choose what the ball is. So it can be a tennis ball. It can be <laughs> a beach ball. So, you know. So what it is called. Stress is it, ball. Yeah, so it's an innings power play. Bowling ball. Yeah, <laughs> basically. So, so what happens is... <laughs> So what happens is, say, you know, we're in India, we've been bowled out for 60-odd in the first innings. Because of the bowling ball. Because, no, because India just, the India's decided, you know, we're just, we've got a muddy pitch. So, you know, we're just going with our standard, found a formula that works, 
or whatever. So Tim Payne goes, all right, second innings, we'll try and rattle them. They get them for 120 odds, so we're 50 runs down. We then go out and score only 17 because India chooses to use a beach ball in the second innings. And so Australia goes, well, we're going to fix you. And then we go with the the bowling ball and they, they can't score. It goes to a draw because India literally just blocked for... And you can only bowl it underarm. <laughs> I can't. How, how do you bowl a beach ball and a bowling ball? For how that did we get bowled out for 60 in those conditions? <laughs> well, because it's, what happened in they South, didn't choose South the beach Africa ball. where we got rolled? Yes. For yes not much. It was yes. like 16 or something. No. Wow. Yeah. I have another cricket contribution. This came out of you last week, Brent, actually, is that in the BBL, in any 2020 match, in the power play, you get two mystery balls. And in the mystery ball, you can add whatever you want to the ball to spice things up. So you can add a shake of salt. You can put some chewing gum yes. on the side of it. You can put some KY jelly on it. Whatever floats your boat. In the power play. In the power play. Yes. But you can't tell them. Like, you, when you do your mystery See, ball. that's probably the idea that I was trying to think <laughs> of before, but that's much better. So you can have things in your pocket, right? The bowler can. You get only two in cricket that in the whole power play. It can be whenever it happens, it's a secret. But both teams get two mystery balls and it's all sorted out before the game is so they know which bowlers get it. And that's an element in the game. I just love the I book. reckon for the integrity of it, Jen, the umpire should have the ball. Oh, but maybe I'm yes. taking your idea too seriously. To play, you've been allowed to play around with it before. Before, the yeah. yeah. So, so, then, so sneakily, the umpire, the umpire hands you the yeah. mystery ball for that yeah, particular and he's bowl. Like, yeah, you know, like yeah. Adam Zampa's just gone. Yeah, but I want to use yeah. the mystery. Yeah, ball. The, and yeah. there's a secret signal, and so that you, yeah. the viewer at home, knows. Pedersitter would have smashed a banana on it. <laughs> what if you remove, you remove the wiki keeper. <laughs> 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 Or you have you have an automatic, so instead of the wiki keeper, you have like a. So you have just two. You have balls a garage door <laughs> that's allowed to move around <laughs> behind, and so that's your fielder. And if it hits that on the forward, it's an automatic out. Yeah. Do any of you have any cricket suggestions while we're on the topic of how we're going to change the game before we move on to other ones? In the in the times of social distancing, you don't necessarily want players touching the ball. So why not when you're going out to the park with a dog, you flick. <laughs> the ball with ball with that and uh when, when it's hit when it's hit to to the outfield or something the fielders will have like hockey sticks or something like that one and a half meters of course gotta maintain social distancing and just hit it back to the bowler the keeper too has uh has two small lacrosse sticks why not <laughs> catch the ball how do you bowl Very... do you bowl with the lacrosse sticks as well no, you bowl with the, uh, the dog ball flicker. So, oh, do you know, right. I, I don't know if you... That's what they do in training. Train that's some yeah. velocity. And, and it's full-on velocity. So it's like you're always getting a fast 220 ball. 220 k's an hour, I reckon, you mm. can get it up to. How could you do spin bowling in a way that means you don't have to touch the ball? Can you flick the flicker a certain way that'll make it come, <laughs> come out? Somehow? Yeah. Out, the, out the back of the flicker. You get like a shame-worn... Gives his hand up, and you can a skeleton hand. Yeah. <laughs> or can we? Can Not like a real a, uh, Can a prototype of Warney's hand be made? It's like one and a half meters, and you it's can just hit a button on it. And it's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a bit like PlayStation. You That's can beautiful. Throw down the flippers every over. Um, real life Ashes cricket. I feel like you had an idea, Eddie. I may have taken this too seriously. I've got a few cricket ideas. I don't like the toss. 
Jen, in a, in a, in a five-match oh. series or a four-match series. Have one toss at the start to mm. see who gets to choose to battle bowl in the first test. Yep. And then alternate. So if Australia wins the toss in the first test, they choose whether to battle bowl. Then in the next test, India gets to choose, then Australia, and then India again. Because sometimes... the bat flip. Isn't that the most Sometimes one team loses the toss for the whole series mm. and they're at a ma- big disadvantage. I think that's a brilliant idea. Thanks, Jen. really like that. Well, they yeah. get better at picking... And I don't like this idea of letting the home team or the away team choose for the whole series because I think then they're at too much of an advantage. So just yeah. take turns. But it's 50-50. Uh, Damien Fleming has often suggested you just get rid of leg buys. Because the bowler hasn't done anything wrong. The batter hasn't even hit the ball. The keeper hasn't made a mistake. Why do you deserve a run? Because it's hit your leg. So get rid of that. What? Um, my God, this is all logic. Oh, my God. No, but hang on. Who gets... So hang on. So if the ball nothing. hits your what leg, you just don't run. Yeah. No run. It's nothing. No. Why should you get a run? No. no. I agree. You don't deserve it. too lazy. No. Bad batting. There. No, if it you hits hit the you, ball. If you get hit in the body yep. and it and you get a run, that should be your run. No. Nah. Regardless of whether <laughs> it hits the oh, ball. Oh, okay, you think counts. Like if it hits if it hits you on the shoulder and you get a run, you well, should I, get one. I totally understand a, if it happens with a bowling ball, but I mean And my last legit one is you know when there's a direct hit, the fielder's done a really good throw, they knocked the stumps down. Yeah. They didn't manage to knock it down in time to get the batsman out, and then the ball rebounds somewhere else oh. and the batsman kept yeah. running. Once the yeah. ball hits the stumps, dead ball. No more runs. Encourage oh. the fielder to go for direct Cricket hits. 96. You've taken that straight out of Cricket 96. I don't like it. This week, there was suggestion that wides in the BBL should be punished with a free hit the next ball. I think that's a bit ridiculous. But if Speaking they do like that... a true bowler here. If they do that, then the bowler should get a wicket if the batsman misses three times, three strikes and you're out. Oh. And there should be tippity. <laughs> And on the topic last week of not being allowed to put your spit on the ball, if that's the case, have the new ball more often. Have it every 50 overs instead of every 80. Mm. You've actually really thought about it. Yeah, I put too much thought into this. No, no, I'm loving it because now I'm going to forever want to change the toss because I totally agree on that and I'd not ever thought about it. What about the bat flip? None of it. Get rid of it all. But what is wrong with the just toss? Just have if one at the start. If you can't pick heads or tails, I reckon I would have 85%. Oh, I just think so many test matches are decided by whoever yeah, won the toss. Exactly I'm right. going to go home and I'm going to toss the coin and I reckon if I get 85 times, then the coin toss stays. You're going to replace <laughs> Tim Payne. Yep. yep. On the note of that sort of thing with the toss, etc. now that we've got one ref for this NRL season, what I did think about with this is because it's going to be contentious, if both the players are coming up and arguing with the ref over a decision, they go to scissors, paper, rock, and whoever wins, the decision goes their way. Well, you got the captain's challenge. Yeah, but you only get one. So every oh, single so time if, it's scissors, so paper, rock. So if they want rock. to do it more often. Yeah, which they're oh, going to. but we're to. talking in a world where you're the CEO. So <laughs> well, and where there's only one ref and you can't have his eyes everywhere. So I figure in the end, if they have to keep doing scissors, paper, rock, and they lose, then they're just like, okay, tough, I lost scissors, paper, rock this time round, and then they go on to the next one. So that's my other thing for the NRL. Did you have some plans for the NRL, Brent? You surely I had a couple. <laughs> <laughs> so make it a war of attrition. Cut the interchanges in half. Mm-hmm. So you're going to say cut the time limit. They're they going to be kept so going. unfit. What are we That's at the nasty. Moment? What are we at? Well, they're professional sports people. They should be able to run out 80 minutes. Uh-huh. So what are we at? 10, so make it five. Make it five, you know. Right. It gives you enough to get the forwards on and off. Mm-hmm. So you get one spell. Remove the knock-on. There's too many times what? where, you know, a player... So you mean, like, you so could just... Just play on. 
Just yeah, so if you knock it on. Like the AFL. Yeah, yeah, and then, so say I knock, I'm running towards Eddie. No one can see this, but say I'm running towards <laughs> Eddie. I knock it on and then Eddie knocks it on. So it's a double knock on, but no, I pick it up, play on. But Zero. See, you're killing your poor interchange because they'd never stop. Well, it's too late. Get rid of the, <laughs> back, get rid of the, the backwards passing, I reckon. Well, Just the throw the ball be, forwards. That's what you're trying you to get go. get one forward <laughs> pass a set. <laughs> one forward pass. But you have to. everyone has to be behind the play of the ball before the forward pass is made. But then you're just well, basically a... throwing it into the opponent's hands. Well, that's the joy of it. You get it. You get it, but it's high risk, high reward. I think it's high risk, low reward. <laughs> no, it's, no, because imagine if you're five yeah, metres out you and you mean. can't break the Melbourne Storm, Cameron Smith. You've got to throw it high up in the air, I reckon, oh. give your teammate the opportunity to run onto yeah, it. Yeah, Cameron Smith keeps putting in chicken wings, so instead of putting a crossfield bomb, you do a <laughs> trick play where Chancellor Clockstad will play the ball and then he'll run behind and then he'll run forward and get it. Wow. Yeah, so no knock ons. Uh, one forward pass and half the interchanges. And also move Andrew Voss into Channel 9 commentary. <laughs> <laughs> Allow him to do State of Origin. What happened to the Ray? Where does he go? Well, they're, they're in tandem now. It's a bit like Dennis and Bruce in the yeah. So the money they saved from having only one ref instead of two refs, they now have two commentators instead of one commentator. Don't, don't Vossy and Ray not have the best of friendships? Well, they could work it out. Everyone, everyone can work it out. <laughs> no, I've got more. I've got more myself. I thought about tennis, right? Uh-huh. I've got a change for tennis, which really needs a shake-up. It's been a long time. So I thought in the game that you get 10 things which I've called trams. So Trams? Yes. Like... <laughs> yes, because you know how you have the tram line, yeah? yeah, right? So that's why I've called it trams. So you do a shot, and if you call out tram, it's allowed to, in the singles court, go and hit in the line between the doubles oh, court, right? in the out. Oh, yes, yeah. so where would be in in doubles but out in singles, how yeah? How many times do you get to say it? You get 10. In so the you whole call match. In the whole match. And you call out trams, and that means if it lands in that space. So basically, as, as long as it lands in 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 the doubles court mm. it can even be in in the singles court you get that point as long as you call out trams when you you've got to call it. it before it lands that's exactly why right. is that line there anyway well those the, two lines it's for doubles the, yeah yeah so what the doubles court is bigger that yeah there's two people because you it. can hit it in past the first well, tram why don't line we in just innovate it and just get rid of it just make it just have the full you, court yep you know, i think that's yeah. tough for a single well that's too late might speed up the game actually it would it make the game well, you'd be able to serve a little bit. You'd be able to serve a little bit wider. Nick Kyrgios might be better. So I really like the thought of having trams. What about? Okay, here's one. So for, <laughs> for for one game in a set, you have to make your opponent play with their opposite hand. <laughs> so like, say Federer is serving for the match. You know, he's looking for a straight sets victory. It's like five four. He's serving, and his opponent from I don't know Lithuania goes ah. No, you've got to play with your opposite hand this one and then he brings it back, it goes to five sets. You know, that's brilliant. Might go to four sets actually. <laughs> yeah. Interesting there, Brent. <laughs> Anyone else I've got I've also got one other thing I want to discuss. Anyone else got some other suggestions about other sports? I've got Let's a couple see. for AFL, Jim. Oh yes, of course you would. Runners, you know, that run out to give messages. Mm. Get rid of them. What are they doing there? The coach can explain it before the game. The players are adults. They don't need someone running on to tell them where to kick the ball. Get rid of the runners. It's a, It's just looks silly. And I think to save time and space, just have four teams playing on the field at once 
fighting over the ball. Have goalposts on the wing. Yeah. And uh, and they can all fight over each other <laughs> and try and try Hang and kick the ball teams. to their goal. Hang on. So do you still have to just have four teams go. on the ground? Oh, so it's like four four way soccer that you used to play in PE yeah. where they'd call out numbers <laughs> and then you'd have players from each so, corner. Yeah, just have have more people. Just one ball or two? Yeah, balls? just well either. But I like the so idea of four teams fighting over one ball. So seventy two <laughs> players on Marvel Stadium. Well, you'd have yep. to make the field bigger. Quite big, yeah. yeah. That's right. But wouldn't that be a good way of getting more games under their belts? Well, that's what I meant. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. You're going back to the roots of the game because that's how it started. In the shortened just... season, this one is true. I've got one last one for Rugby Union. I think have fewer players on the field, get rid of the unlimited phases, let's just have six tackles, change the scoring uh, so that you get four points for a, a try, two for a conversion and two for a penalty goal. Oh, wait, that's just rugby league. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. It certainly improved the sport. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. He's going to ruffle some feathers here. The Victoria. Um AFL, <laughs> move it down to 16 players on the field. Mm-hmm. So less players on. Mm. Cap the interchanges again. Cap them at... Cap it even lower than it, than it yeah, was. Yeah, let's cap it at 60 for okay. the game. Still more, four on the more, bench? Yep. Bring back the sub. More Tony Lockets. Yep, you can have a the sub. That vest. doesn't count. So that doesn't count. So let's say five on the bench. Mm. One of them's a vest. I liked the sub. No one else liked the sub. Super goal. Bring back the super mm. goal. So if it's from outside 50, you get nine points. See, you're mm. on, See, that's my cricket theory as well. Yeah, but you it's, can measure yeah. that though. It's like easily measurable. Yeah, You'd have to colour code the seats or maybe yeah. get people to wear a certain colour in right, that section. In a certain row. Yeah. I mean, I like the idea of like... Bigger is better. So, like, if it could go further, then you get yeah. rewarded you win. more. Two goal umpires at each end. Oh, yeah, I agree with that. And also, get rid of the bounce of the ball. Throw Just it throw up. it up. Throw yeah. it up. You can, if I you agree can't, with you on if that you can't well. bounce the ball, it adds don't do it. People say, no, it's the tradition. I don't think it adds anything to the game. Mm, like or if they are going to bounce the ball, the fact that the Aussie rules ball is this oval, strange shaped ball that can go in any direction, let the umpire bounce it. And wherever it goes, it's just play on. None of this, or we've got to bounce it and it's got to go exactly straight up or we do it again. Or use a beach ball. Yeah. <laughs> or a beach ball. Yeah. Get the stress ball out. Maybe like one, once you could have a magic round and it's played on a beach. Beach but it, footy. But it could be like for every And the goal zone. is in the water. Yeah. <laughs> That'd favour some players more than others. My other, or you had a similar one, Brent, but uh, I've got AFL got golf one. where... Like frisbee golf, mm. you, you you know you have a par three, so that's about three uh, kicks to get from the tee to the, oh, the big yeah. oval shaped hole. Yep. Yeah. That's that a really like good awesome. idea. So you had the other way around. You just wanted to play footy I on the golf course. I just wanted them to play on the golf course. Mm. So have have the goals in the yeah, bunker. Similar to how they have, I think, in the NFL. Sometimes they have to play on a baseball pitch, so mm. the baseball yes. pitch is still there. So have that for the AFL, have bunkers. and Keep the goalposts up on cricket grounds during cricket season, and if you hit a six... Through the goalposts, you get a 12. Oh, how good would that be? Or a 10. If you hit a 10, point, yes. you get three. That's exactly. <laughs> yeah, let's use on the side. If you hit the post and it bounces back in, it's play on. <laughs> and if you, if you hit it for six and it goes from behind, it's seven. Yeah, that's fair. And Steve Bucknor has to be the umpire every game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't think so. I've got one other thing I'd like to see in the Winter Olympics. God knows why I went to the Winter no Olympics. No one falling but- over? More falling over. No, no, over. more falling over. One of the things I thought they should have is ice triathlon, but hear me out. 
One of them I'd like to see is who could, if you're going down, you know how they have all the slopes things. I want to see who could go on their bum the longest so that they start and they <laughs> and, and, and they slide on their butts and without, they're not allowed to move their limbs to push themselves forward, but it's just momentum as to how far their bottom can carry Is someone them. allowed to walk alongside them with a little broom, you know, so, scrubbing the like, surface? So this is like the bobsled. But, but, but your, without the but, sled. <laughs> without but the sled. Do they get pushed by someone at the start? Well, they they on a like height a to start worker. with. So they start at a height and then they go on their bottom and it's all about momentum. As so you, as soon as your feet touch it, you're out. Yeah, as soon as you move your body so limbs, you're out. You, no one will see this, but you're sort of going <laughs> to sit like this. And gonna I wish you that. could have just seen that because that was extremely funny. It was basically Brent as if he was getting into a bobsled, but without a bobsled. So what if... You moved all the summer athletes to do winter sports and the winter athletes to do summer sports. Well, that would be extremely funny as well. For next year's Olympics. Mm. Oh, I don't know when the winter Olympics Swimming is, in a frozen pool would suck. What I also wanted to see is like, you know how in the race with cars now, they say they can get to 100 kilometres in four seconds? Yeah. I would love to see like a straight 100 metres on ice and basically the, the what you've got to do is from start to finish, it's how fast you can get on your skates by the time you get to 100 metres. Oh. And, oh. and like, so it's it's the speed. It's like the 100 metres race, but the... But so if you reached a really high speed, but then slowed down and someone overtook you, if your peak speed was higher, yeah, you're so the winner. Yeah, so it's actually the, yeah. the how fast you could get going on ice. Don't ask me where all this came from because I... But I don't mind that. Yeah. Well, you mentioned moving the winter athletes to the summer. Can we can we switch AFL and rugby league for a year? Or ah. combining your idea, Ed, we could have them playing so that the AFL is across one set of goals and in the same field you have yes. the NRL across <laughs> the yep. other sets of goals and they're playing across each other. We've got to make use of limited space in this country. So here's one for you. I've just looked it up. Netball so, and basketball to be played at the same time. Yeah. In March 2018, Kajeld Noyce hit 93 kilometres per hour to break the world speed skate record. Wow. So 93 kilometres an hour. Yep. So he, cow. he got a little bit of help. So the way that it worked was that uh, Red Bull, who was his major sponsor, they, they gave him wings. Yeah, they did. <laughs> <laughs> So they drove in front of him, but it had like a windbreak. So they were driving at a certain speed and they would speed up as he sped up. Well, maybe that would be part of the factor. So that leads me to think that maybe we could have the Tour de France and they just all cheat like they normally do. (laughs) (laughs) Or maybe you could have the... the, If the person gets tired in the mountains, they're allowed to sit on the car for 10 minutes. (laughs) So they're allowed to let the, the car drive them up the hill or something. So you could use like a power play. Sort of like a phone a friend. Yeah, and they're allowed to give you like electrolyte drink. Mm. I was going to say something else. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah you were, maybe you, not. That was a nice cover. Don't condone it. No. Mm. Imagine if Brent was the head of Asada or head of one of the other sports, whatever. It's going There'd to be, be some integrity, I reckon. <laughs> or not. <laughs> Depending on if it's the Tour de France. What are you doing? Oh, I'm just selling frozen water. Okay, carry on. <laughs> now, for next week, what I've suggested, we talked about this a little bit beforehand, Letsy, but um, one, I think we should pick who we think is going to win the AFL, the NRL Premiership. Yeah, come on, we've got to put our votes on the line so that when we get to the end of the season, we've all picked who we think is going to win. 
And then I think we should also do a prediction for what we'd like to see at the end of these seasons as being, or in any sport, as a good outcome or resolution of a secret wish that does not involve mm. bowling balls, Brentford. <laughs> <laughs> it's innovative, but see, the batters could use like a metal bat. <laughs> More power. Like a steel. Yeah, more power. No. Didn't Dennis Lilly come out with a. Was it aluminium? Aluminium? Did he come out with an aluminium yeah, bat? Didn't it snap in half and they go, ooh. <laughs> well, that's not going to work, yeah. Oh, that's resporting for this week. We have changed the world. Join us again, same time next week. Lovely speaking to you, Letsy. Thank you. And thanks, Brent and Ed. That was quite unique. Thank thanks, you. Jen.